It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country for 15 years. We did it on Wednesdays with Dan Berger, and now we're doing it on Fridays. Our guest host today is Larry Van Alst. Larry's filling in for Dan Berger, who's out of town. Give me your history. Explain, because uh, you've been doing this a long time. You know, like, I've, like I've been doing this like the guest you have today. Uh, we have Dennis Hill. I'm a Sonoma County boy. My father used to tell me, Dennis might know the uh, the reference. My father used to tell me he got me at Sears. It was before the Memorial Hospital was built. <laughs> and there was a Sears and Roebuck right by the old Cal Theater. And uh, right adjacent to that was the uh, the Santa Rosa Hospital, uh, the community hospital. That's where my son was born because they were on strike or something at Memorial. Really? Yeah, so he was born at community hospital. Well, that's that's where I was. So he said, wow. he'd say, yeah, we got him at Sears, and they wouldn't take him back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then then I did. I was an educator for quite a while, uh, and I worked as a sommelier for twenty five years. And then that's did a, right, yeah. yeah. Did a wow. radio show, and I still I do some work at the um, at the local university and the Santa Rosa Junior College, all related to wine. I worked for a while with PBS. Uh, picked prunes. I'll bet you that Dennis picked prunes when he was a kid. I picked tons of prunes. <laughs> yeah, so I In did. Fact, we were we're proud to say the Healdsburg schools would start two weeks after all the rest of the schools in the state because we had to finish the prune harvest. Yeah, and can you imagine? I've said this for years uh, on this show about thank God the prunes are gone and the grapes came in. I mean, can you imagine people uh, going, "What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to prune country." <laughs> what? No, thank you. And we had yesterday uh, Joey Gomes, the coach of the. Uh, Healdsburg Prune Packers on, who uh, did a three-peat. They've won the last three years in the uh, collegiate uh, basketball, uh, uh, excuse me, the basketball (laughs) thing that they're in. Uh, Anyway, Joey is a regular on the show, and uh, the, the Packers are so cool, and they've won the championship three years in a row. So, again, congratulations to them. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn and, of course, Rodney Strong Vineyards. And who? I don't have that on my sheet. I keep forgetting that. And Davis Bynum Wines, yeah. California Wine Country, the award-winning radio program. Uh, Larry Van Alst is here uh, filling in for Dan Berger and our guest today, Dennis Hill from Langhart and Hill Wines. Dennis, love your stuff. Uh, give us the history of, uh, of Langhart and Hill. Sure. Well, um, this uh, 2023 vintage will be my uh, 51st vintage as a professional winemaker. I know I should fully retire, but uh, I'm still having so much fun making wine, and you know, there's more I, we want to do. I understand. I'm, I should have retired years ago from radio, but I'm still having fun, especially on Fridays with you guys. My first job in the industry with, is, was with Sagatio Wineries, and ah, we, we yes. just buried Ed Sagatio today. He, on what would have been his 97th birthday, wow. he was a much-loved and charming personality in the industry and was able to adapt to all the changes um, in the industry over his seven decades in the family business. Yeah, so we'll miss a, a, a Sonoma County and wine country uh, icon. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. very cool. 
So the history of uh, Langhart and Hill wines. Langhart you're you're a Hill. Who da, who Langhart I, is my wife's maiden name, so no fancy marketing there. It's just a family partnership. Um, we started about seven years ago um, after roles in many types of uh, other wineries. Uh, my goal is many wineries look to specialize in a house style. That's not my interest. Um, my goal is to make a wide-ranging uh, different styles of wines um, as well as to uh, promote the quality and show the quality of our, our vineyard in northern Russian River Valley. And you and uh, your wife, uh, Melinda, are both uh, Sonoma County residents, obviously. Healdsburg, where did you grow up? Um, uh, I grew up on uh, our family property just south of Healdsburg on a mm-hmm. little dead-end road called Foreman Lane. Uh, Foreman Lane is the boundary now between... Dry Creek Valley Viticulture Appalachian on the north and Russian River Valley on the south. Um, my wife's fourth generation, Healdsburg. Um, her father, Ed Langhart, was the uh, city manager for Healdsburg for 25 years, most wow. of that in elected position, and founded the museum. So we're a longtime Healdsburg resident. And as we alluded to earlier, you grew up on a prune and apple farm in uh, the Russian River Valley with your parents, two brothers. In the 70s, though, they replaced most of the prunes and apples with wine grapes, and bless you for doing that. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh, working on the ranch, growing prunes and apples was um, not really a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. I didn't join 4-H and FFA like many of my friends and neighbors did. I wanted to do something a little bit more interesting and creative. But I always had and still have great respect for the quality of the property in that area. The middle of the reach of the Russian River is incredible. Uh, Larry, thoughts? You know, my thoughts is I just had a sip of this rosé. It's delicious. It's delicious. And, you know, I I would ask Dennis, there's so few people who are using Bordeaux to do rosés. I was very fond a few years ago in Simi Winery. I was doing a rosé from a, a Cabernet. This is just delightful. It's it's light, it's bright, it's an easy-to-drink wine. I think in your descriptor of it, you, you call it, a, do you call it a racy wine? Is that what you call it? Racy, meaning a, a bit of racy acidity in the finish that makes it extra refreshing. And, and the acid balance not only affects the flavor, but the color. If you notice the color, it's kind of a... It's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's a deeper colored than... The, currently, the rosés are very pale, and they're great, light, uh, refreshing wines for summertime. I wanted to look for wine with a little more depth of flavor, so we gave it, left a, a little more time on the skins, used Merlot because it's a great variety that ripens very slowly in our area, and we yeah. pick it at the perfect chemistry. And we have this wine that has some great, subtle flavors, and that color is like a fluorescent pink-orange. It's and just amazing. the finish that you alluded to, uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite finishes uh, uh, on a rosé that I've had in any recent time. This is beautiful, Larry. It, it's not only beautiful when you use the term racy. I think of a, a pretty girl who winks at you when you're sitting in the bar next to her, and this is the kind of wine that I want to, to <laughs> wink at me. It's, I'm, I'm going to see, you right are showing how old we are. <laughs> uh, never mind. Go ahead. But what year is this? Uh, so this is uh, last year's vintage, tw- uh, 2022. Okay. So fresh, young, really probably enjoyed best within the first 18 months of its life. It's... Uh, um, well, it really is beautiful, uh, Dennis. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not a giant rosé fan. Mm-hmm. I en- enjoy and respect 
uh, rosés mm-hmm. and, and, you know, uh, winemakers and wineries bring them in on this show. And I've really become uh, more used to rosés and really started loving them after the last couple of years, tasting these wonderful wines. And we're seeing that people are drinking rosés not just seasonally anymore, but yeah. really year-round, you know, middle of winter, any time. Exactly. It's, it's, and this one has a bit more richness than you normally find. And as far as food goes, what would you uh, pair this with? To me, it goes with just about anything. Yeah, it's very versatile with lighter foods. I'd uh, love it with chicken. Yeah, absolutely. Chicken, uh, uh, fish, um, uh, uh, salads with richer sauces works. Larry? You know, I'm yeah, gonna... See, normally, <laughs> I'm so used to 15 years of Dan Burger that I don't have to... Say Dan. <laughs> I usually have to say Dan. Shut well, up. Well, I'll tell you. I was just but, telling your producer here that I've, I've, uh, I've been told to speak up uh, by any number of people, and it's usually women. <laughs> what do you have to say <clears throat> today? <laughs> today she's not. She's not. Kathy isn't doing that. But uh, I'll tell you. I'm, I've got the uh, Chardonnay in front of me now. I know that uh, Steve Jackson is a big Chardonnay fan. Mm-hmm. What, he, what he thinks about that too. But this, you can't go wrong with this, and I think it's reasonably priced. Am I right, Dennis? This is a, a reasonable price wine? It, it, it is. I would say it's a reasonable price for the quality that we have here. So my goal with this was to make a complex Chardonnay, um, but without relying on oak. And while I can't call it unoaked because there were a couple of one- and two-year-old barrels in the mix. I understand. It but... plays a minimal part in what this wine's about. It's about the flavors of the fruit. Um, it was um, uh, fermented in. Oh, I had one. I had one new barrel in the mix, and I, I didn't use it for some services. So, uh, it, it, it's 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 all older and neutral wood. Um, so, this area is is really renowned for Chardonnay. Um, this wine shows uh, uh, light tropical fruit. Uh, green apple. Poor Peyton's and Shard, please, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Go ahead, Janice. Uh, and the amazing thing is is kind of richness and suppleness in the finish, um, but without the edge of oak, just uh, naturally round and supple itself. It's beautiful, Larry. You know, Steve, this is the, uh, if you're looking for a Chablis-style Chardonnay, I'm not sure that this is exactly what I would, because it has... So much going on, and it doesn't have the... Uh, and that's how I like my Chardonnay, with yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on, yeah. and a little bit less of that buttery, oaky thing Oh, yes. No, uh, happening. I'm so, way beyond that. Yeah, this is, this is right there. This is in the glass, uh, ready to uh, go. These are the kind of wines that I love to have with a cream soup. You have this with clam chowder. But what I can do is say some nice things about these last two wines, that rosé and this Chardonnay. Just a couple of buttes. These are available at the Bottle Barn. You can get them there. Yes, all these wines are available. All our wines are available at the Bottle Barn um, and Big John's Market in Healdsburg. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, as far as uh, the winery itself, you are the winemaker now? Yes. 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 It's Langhart uh, Hill uh, Wines, and it's langharthill.com. So check them out. How do people visit you, and how does that all work? Um, at this point, our... Our facilities are pretty low-key. We, uh, we don't have a tasting room. We're just uh, building our sales in the marketplace. It's been a little tough with uh, COVID and other things that preceded sure. that. of course. So our production is very tiny, about 350 to 400 cases a year. 
So we're just, you know, selling mostly through restaurants and a few retailer retailers in the area and in the Bay Area, as well as uh, the wines are available on the website. But, of course, as was pointed out, you can get uh, Langhart and Hill wines from Bottle Barn, obviously. Yes. You can get anything at Bottle Barn. <laughs> Bottle Barn has a wonderful selection. Oh. Anything but a frown. Those are great people. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So and those, they've been a proud sponsor of this segment of The Drive for years and years and years. Um, so those two wines are under our Langhart and Hill brand, and uh, we have made and, and are making other wines under that brand, so the Rosé, the Chardonnay. We also make a couple of Pinot Noirs I'll tell you briefly about, and uh, a Merlot coming up. Um, and the Langhart Hill wines, Langhart and Hill wines, are uh, grape varieties that are commonly known well-suited for this area, and are, are stylistically classic for what you'd expect, and we, we trust offer very good values for, what, for the quality of the wines. The other brand that we make is called Rumpelstiltskin, and these wines are something very different. They're um, unusual esoteric styles not usually found in the U.S. or rare grape varieties. And um, under the Rumpelstiltskin wines, we're making a... Amber wine, or also called orange wine, happens to be from Gewürztraminer grapes from our vineyard. Oh, cool. We're also making an apasimento that we'll talk about in a bit. And we have a rare grape variety from Croatia called Dobricic. Um, Dobricic is... Easy for you to say. No, not, not, a, not easy. <laughs> Dobricic Mike, can you say the, it? Where does it itch? <laughs> Close enough. Go ahead, Dennis. is grown besides our vineyard only on a couple of islands in the uh, Adriatic in Croatia. Cool. Uh, Larry Van Alst is in for uh, Dan Berger on California Wine Country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn, uh, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and and Davis Bynum. Oh, it's on the the log sheet, right? Yes. Well, I can't find mine. Sorry, I should have this memorized after 15 years. But uh, anyway, um, our guest today is Dennis Hill from Langhart and Hill Wines. Uh, my co-host is Larry Van Alst, in for Dan Berger, who's up in Mendocino County. Uh, Langhart and Hill, how many? Seven years now? About seven years. Yeah, some of the productions actually started before that. Um, before starting Langhart Hill, I was a founding partner and winemaker for Cannonball Wines, and before that, it was oh. Blackstone for many, many years. Yeah, Blackstone. So those were two wines that were very commercially oriented wines. We were making wines that were uh, really targeted to be uh, uh, very crowd pleasing styles. Uh, first with Merlot under Blackstone, and then with Cabernet Sauvignon with Cannonball. Uh, both very commercially successful. Uh, after that, wanted to do something that was a little more creative, a little more in- intimate, and that's why we started Langhart Hill. I'm hands-on with everything. It's basically a one-man operation with plenty of advice from the family. So, And where are the grapes coming from for all this great So wine? the majority come from our vineyard um, just south of Healdsburg, north end of the Rushmore Valley. It's not far from the confluence of Dry Creek and the Russian River. Yeah. It's a really unique and interesting area because that spot where, where the Dry Creek Valleys and Rushmore Valleys merge is the hub of three of the four major Appalachians in Sonoma County. Um, to the northwest is Dry Creek Valley. 
to the northeast is Alexander Valley, which is basically the, the, the watershed from Russian River in that area. Right. And to the south is the Russian River Valley, which acts as a, 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 a marine air uh, channel for the cool air to come in from the coast and cool that, that region. So in the summertime, when you travel short distances to the north or short distances to the south, you see very different uh, evening temperatures as the the south gets uh, fog and cool air early in the afternoon, cools off quickly. Farther north, it takes longer for that cool air to work up the valleys and has more average warmer temperatures. Beautiful. It is uh, Dennis Hill, Langhart and Hill Wines, langharthill.com. Check them out, and a lot of the stuff's available at Bottle Barn. And I'm telling you, folks, this rosé and this Chardonnay, this is one of the, the coolest Chardonnays I've had in, in a long time. Seriously. I'm not just saying this because you're Great. sitting here. Great. Glad you like it. I would yeah. say it if you weren't sitting here and I was tasting it. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's not a cookie-cutter Chardonnay because it, no. it, it shows the, the, the character of the fruit of that region. And we'll be enjoying it tomorrow night when I make my linguine and clams. This is going to go great. Uh, Larry, we're going to take a break. Anything else to add? I'm going to tell you about this. I've already tasted this Gewürztraminer, or the oh. Rumpelstiltskin Gewürz. This is something. This is in a, a style all to itself. It is California wine country with uh, Larry Van Alst in for uh, Dan Berger and our guest today, Dennis Hill from Langhart and Hill Wines. I'm going to turn it over to you, Larry. I know you have a lot to say. This, here's, here's what you want to know about this Gewürztraminer, I was just talking to Dennis, we had a little break here, and it reminds me of those great Gewürzes that were made uh, oh, years and years ago. It's dry, it's herbaceous, it has an interesting kind of an oily quality to it. Oily? I, yeah. I just took one sip, and yeah. I'm getting oily, and that I, I love I, oily. I usually see that in Rieslings, yes. and the Gewürzes were made by the uh, Germans, uh, just like the mo- most of the great Rieslings were, not all of them. I love the oily part of this. Isn't that nice? This is, and I, I'm a Gewürztraminer fan. I can't even say it, but uh, I, I do like uh, the wine. But the oily part of this, expound on that a little bit, Larry. Well, I mean, I, the, the fact is, you look for that. You look for a little fusel oil or a, a little um, quality that makes it interesting on your palate. Here it is, wow. right in this glass. That's amazing. And as dry as can be, uh, but it's the herbaceousness. I think uh, Kathy, the producer, was was just going nuts over this glass of wine, and I can see why. It is a beaut. So, yes, this is really not your typical Gewürztraminer. It's an amber wine, often called orange wines, and... Um, we hate to use the word orange. People think they're made from oranges, but that's not the case at all. They're, they're, they're neither in wine style. They're neither a white nor a red. Um, it's made from white grapes or, in this case, green-colored grapes. Uh, but it's treated as a red wine in that it's uh, destemmed, and for the juice ferments with the skins and seeds as red wines do. Um, I've never tasted a Gewürz like this, I don't think, in my life. This is really special. Yes, and it... Uh, it, 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 with the contact, uh, in, with fermenting with the skins, it, de- it develops more structure, more um, texture in the mouth, and gives it more um, body and, as Steve alluded to, that oily texture. Uh, 
a very weighty wine, but but bone dry. Um, it is bone dry, and I and love the, that. The, the very interesting thing about this wine I discovered is that it's very hard to pair wines with spicy foods like Mexican spice, Thai spice. It just they just don't go for some reason. Or other, this wine goes with it. I could see that. And where they specialize in this wine in the Colio, which is in northeastern Italy and and the bordering Slovenia. Um, they make a lot of this from many varieties, the, these uh, skin-fermented whites, and they consume it with um, very strong foods. Pizza with raw vegetables. Uh, they, they consume it with a pasta with red sauces. It's hard to match wines with. And it also goes with uh, 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 Mediterranean, uh, Korean kimchi, Wines that are uh, foods that are very strong and and, and have a, a big spice component it seems to work with. Well, it's delicious. Is this available at uh, Bottle Barn? Yes, this is available at Bottle, Bottle Barn. Okay, beautiful. It's Langhart and Hill Wines. Dennis Hill is here, and it's LanghartHill.com. Check out their stuff, and when you uh, next time you're at Bottle Barn, ask uh, Barry Herbst where can I find the Langhart and Hill Wines, and he'll uh, point it out to you personally, as he does. Barry Herbst, the wine buyer at Bottle Barn. It is... <laughs> and the wine team know, at Bottle Barn Kathy knows, just... knows these wines well, as, as we taste with them periodically. Uh, it's langharthill.com. Uh, Check out their wines, again, at Bottle Barn. Langhart and Hill Wines. Dennis Hill is with us. Larry Van Alst. We're looking for a, a red wine now. Kathy, are we going to have a little taste of this? Yes, we are. Yeah, it's, uh, it's once again an unusual wine. I like the fact that a country boy uh, from Sonoma County can have these tricky tricky wines. It looks almost like an oxblood wine, doesn't it? It is, uh, it is as delicious. Uh, I hope it's as delicious as what it looks like. Tell us the name of this one. Uh, this wine is called Apacimento. Um, a passimento is a process uh, where uh, the grapes are harvested, but they're not vinified immediately. They're put in boxes or trays and allowed to dry, not really dry, but shrivel for up to 60, in this case 60, up, sometimes up to 90 days. And that shriveling allows the uh, moisture to evaporate through the skins, and it concentrates the flavors. It concentrates a ratio of skins to juice, and it makes a very dense, rich, concentrated wine. Now, I was kind of expecting that this would have some sweetness to it, and it has virtually none. It's a, it's a dry wine. When they do um, an ice wine, for instance, and they let the, the skins of the grapes crack and a lot of the water evaporates out of them, they get to be very sweet. This just is exactly the opposite of that. It's a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of, a, um, of an Amoroso. Uh, is, is, was that your intention? Yes. Yeah, so the most, um, uh, uh, Passimento is, is used in different parts of the, of the old world especially. I only know of one other wine, a Passimento, made in the U.S. Um, but uh, the, the most well-known area is Valpolicella, and they make a wine called Amarone de la Valpolicella that uses this technique, is highly regarded, and many of those are available in the United States. They are, of course, very expensive because the process gives you very low yields of juice, very low yields of wine, and um, are, they are often aged a long time before they're bottled. Um, what year is this? This is a 2007, 
Holy moly. It's not, it was only... Uh, it was that was the year I was born. <laughs> I believe it. Born again, uh, I guess. It was aged know. for 12 years before it was bottled in one large uh, uh, barrel, as they do in Italy. So we wanted to follow the Italian tradition. It ages very differently. And it was bottled about two and a half years ago, and it's got a long life ahead of it. It's, it's very, very interesting, and it develops more... You know, less fruit-driven character and 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 more um, more more texture uh, and concentration uh, with that aging. Larry, more you know, thoughts on this. You know, this wine is when we, I do quite a few wine competitions, very much like Dan Berger, and this wine, when they ask for descriptors on it, it's a wine that uh, I would say is dark, it's rich, uh, it's provocative. Uh, and we usually call them uh, Oprah Winfrey wines because... Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is one that is so, when I use the term provocative, I like to personify wines as best I can. And like a person, these wines make you think, uh, and they're, they are so definitely uh, big, dynamic glassfuls of wine. The Amarone sometimes are a little difficult to pair with food because they're they're ripe and, and sometimes towards raisiny, but this one just matches with with roast beef or grilled steak perfectly. It's, it's an apasamento, and uh, quickly, uh, Dennis, explain the Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, Rumpelstiltskin. So uh, that was going to be the name for this apasamento, and the Rumpel being the shriveled skins, being the grape skins. So Rumpelstiltskin was the shriveled grape skins of the Apasimento. Well, we just extended that name to uh, the brand name for all these kind of unusual wines we're making, and that's what that was the birth of that name. And it, it's a 2007. Even Dan lay it down. Burger would be happy. You know, he wouldn't have to lay it down for 20 years. Yeah, and when you taste this wine, if you didn't know what it was, you would think it's an old world wine. It has. Yes, that. I agree. That savory character and it does. aged but still vibrant. Yeah, uh, oh, it's lovely. Very cool. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by uh, Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and uh, Davis Bynum. Rodney Strong Vineyards always invites you to taste their award-winning wines grown in Sonoma County's best appellations, like the Russian River Valley and Alexander Valley and more. Uh, their winery features all those great uh, Rodney Strong Vineyards wines, and they have the great outdoor terrace among the vines. What a lovely place that is. And, of course, they're doing live music in the summers. It's just south of Healdsburg. It's a great way to spend an afternoon sipping crisp Steve Jackson Chardonnay or lush Pinot Noir and uh, their powerful Cabernet. Bring the family, bring the friends, check it out. It's such a lovely place, Rodney Strong Vineyards. And fall, by the way, is the perfect time for wine tasting as the sights, sounds, and aromas of the highly anticipated 2023 harvest is among us. Learn more about all their upcoming events at RodneyStrong.com. We love Rodney Strong Vineyards. They've been committed to community since 1959. It's California Wine Country. Thanks to Larry Van Alts for sitting in uh, for Dan Berger. Larry, My pleasure. Great Enjoy. to finally meet you. Dennis Hill from Langhart and Hill Wines, langharthill.com. Dennis, these wines are amazing. Thank you so much.